Welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up. It's the podcast where two guys who would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. I'm Jordan Scooby Snack Stratton. And I am Felix the Mystery Machine Schlater. <laughs> I had to think about that for I d- a second. I, did it, I, I was thinking about it mid first name. Like I, I totally forgot to think about a nickname and it just happened instead. It was the first thing that popped up. We my do mind. so much like pre-production within the like the 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 30 minutes leading up to recording. We do so much pre-procrastinated yeah, production. Correct. A lot of those those three Ps that we mind, <laughs> uh, that there's always inevitably something within that list that I forget, that we forget, um, to the point where in our Google Doc, we have a note for ourselves to take a picture of the beer, and it just says, hey, fatty, take a picture of the bottle 20 times <laughs> <laughs> to remind us. <laughs> I don't even know what the fatty comes from. It was a joke like a few episodes ago about something of us being fat, I one guess of us being fat. The, the problem is we make notes for ourselves well after the podcast is done. True. <laughs> we're well into whatever it is we're drinking, and uh, <laughs> who knows what happens at the end of those episodes. It is a mystery. It is a mystery machine, mm. this podcast. What a segue. Right? Solving mysteries uh, was what the Scooby gang did wonderfully. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about, but now I want to do a whole episode just on mysteries. <laughs> on mysteries. Like the, a history channel, a, a show. A history of the mysteries. A history of mysteries. By two misters. Starting Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Don't on the history channel. It. Don't mystery it. But no, we're talking about mischief. Mischief. Trouble. Troublesome things. Mischievousness. <laughs> I had to look up the definition. Webster's Dictionary defines mischief. It wasn't because I didn't know what the definition of it was, but because as podcast hosts, we want to be sure we take you on a journey. And as Sherpas, I want to be sure that we're taking you in the correct direction. So if we're talking about mischief. We want to be responsible. I'm actually going to read the definition just real quick. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Playful misbehavior or troublemaking, especially in children or in Missy Elliott. Uh, and who doesn't love all of those things? <laughs> Every single one of them. But before we jump into it, we have beer. Thank God for beer. Right? It's the best thing to put into our bodies when talking. I agree. A, when doing anything. A social lubricant, if you Especially will. when creating mischief. So, I mean, why wouldn't we drink it tonight? <laughs> right? This is one of those moments where we found the beer and it inspired the episode. Because you spotted this one. In the, what was it? In the cooler? What it is it? In a cooler. Is it just called a cooler? Sure. That's not a it. A fridger. A fridger. <laughs> no one calls a it a glass fr- coffin. I sold in the fridger. <laughs> that sounds like an old thing that like Jack the Ripper said. In the ice box. I put her body in the fridger. That, this is getting dark. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go this direction. <laughs> nope. You never pin it on me, cuppers. <laughs> Who is he? Where is he from? Why are we going this way? Just talk about the beer. What is it called, I'm Felix? A limb. Felix, tell me what it's called. This beer is called Mischief. Wow. <laughs> Which is why it spoke to me. Actually, the design on the can is beautiful. It is a it is a gorgeous can. If you want to see it, visit our Instagram. <laughs> it's got we've got some gorgeous cans on this Woo! show. Yeah. yeah, we do. If you want to see it, uh visit our Instagram page, IDWGU Pod. There'll be a picture of it there. But some facts about this beer. Tell me about it. Mischief is brought to us by the brewery. Yep, it's called The Brewery. B-R-U-E-R-Y. With a U. Not a double U, but a single U. <laughs> Mischief is a hoppy Belgian-style ale, and the description on the website reads, Mischief is a hoppy Belgian-style golden ale. This wickedly good golden ale is fiendishly dry-hopped with American hops to add a layer of complexity and, ready, mystery Ooh. to its fruity, dry, Belgian-style character. Citrus and resin diabolically combined with ripe melon, pear, and slight peppery spice in a precariously effervescent mixture. Wow. They they did not forget their thesaurus when yeah. they were writing the description for, for that bad boy. They knew that someone at some point was going to be drinking this on a podcast and was going to be reading these words. Uh, and I made it. First try. You did it. You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> the 13 other tries <laughs> that Let's we had to get through that. Let's go home. <laughs> Ooh, so mischief. Um, 
we we got into it as kids did we did we did we did I, you i think we were both pretty good boys so with the terrified Z. of punishment we <laughs> did we we just did an episode of consequences <laughs> and how we talked about how scared we were of cons of right. said consequences so we were we talked about how scared we were of of the things that would happen where we sure. get in, were to get into the mischief but let's talk about that mischief baby Let's do it. <laughs> why, why? I wish people could see your face right Let's now. Let's do it. Why is your head bobbing in that fashion? <laughs> this fun, is. I'm so of it. Are you dancing? Is this what mischievous people this do? This is so confusing to me, <laughs> and I can see it. So people, anyway, were right. you mischievous as a kid? I, I there was a degree of mischief mm. of of being a little, you know, testing those boundaries. Mm. I was thinking about this today, and I was like, what? What did? What, what was I? What did I get in trouble for? Ooh, this is good. And the first thing I remember, not not getting trouble uh, just at home, but like in in like something where I, I honestly felt like, oh man, I did a bad thing. But it was something that I thought was so cool at the time. Oh boy. And black tar heroin. Yep. I I <laughs> did hardcore drugs <laughs> in third grade. It's a nine-year-old. <laughs> Go and know the things I've seen, Johnny. <laughs> it keeps the voices quiet. Um <laughs> But we, uh, I, I remember I was going through, I don't know why I was doing it, but I was, I just, it was the top drawer, I think of my mom's dresser, mom or my dad's dresser, I don't know. In the top drawer, I had this little like tray for coins or, or anything you'd put in your pockets. Like it just had this little thing just in the corner of, of the drawer. And in there, there were some coins. There was like some, so there were some cards and, and some like gift cards or, or business cards. But I remember I found a bullet. Like a bullet? A bullet. Did your D parents own a gun? I mean, we had like shotguns, but it wasn't a shotgun shell. It's it was a bullet. And the shotguns were like in the garage. They were like tucked away. I could not get them. I know I, I know now that we had them. Yeah. But to this day, I don't know what it was too. I've never, I haven't talked to my parents about this since this happened. And your I thought. Your parents low key killed a guy. <laughs> and there's, yeah, that was a. I smeared the blood off. Trophy. I smeared the blood off and uh, I took it. And no, but I, I thought, I was like, whoa, this is cool. And I literally was in third grade and I took it to school. <gasps> and at that point, I was like, yeah, you don't take weapons to school, but this is a bullet. Yeah. What's a, a bullet? Is, it's like, it's like a rock in my mind that it's not dangerous in itself. Oh, no. And so I just had this and I was like showing it like my friends because oh, no. I thought it was so cool. Oh, no. And then I guess my teacher came up and be like, what did you find? And she had to like call my parents oh, and they no. came to the school and I, I was, I didn't get in trouble because I honestly didn't realize that this was a problem because I was eight okay and they had to they basically broke it down like this thing could have killed everyone in this room like it couldn't have but that's the degree if to you which all took turns swallowing it <laughs> <laughs> and as your friend choked to death you reached down his throat and grabbed the bullet right they blew this thing out of proportion to wow. the nth degree that i was horrified of my actions horrified of guns of guns and bullets and anything related to them <laughs> i mean let's i which brings us to our sponsor, the NRA <laughs> <laughs> and the Second Amendment. Charlton hasn't come on down. <laughs> what if he was actually here? Oh, whoa, my gosh. Whoa. He's here. He's actually here. He is Spartacus. <laughs> that's hilarious and terrifying. Right? That's, that's hilarifying. But it's one of those things that like, I, I was honestly an innocent kid who thought this thing was cool and I didn't know better. So glad that the innocence was just a bullet and not like, a shotgun. A gun. Yeah. A gun. Look at this cool a gun I found. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say nerf on it. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> cool, Jordan. It's not nerf, but it's not nothing either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the first instance I was like, I did something bad. Now, mischievousness, I guess, is one of those things I feel like you do intentionally. I don't have a lot of those things. I, I have that. I think when I was younger, uh, my sister told me to take a pack of gum from the store, and I did it. Ooh. And uh, I had to go back and apologize. Like my dad, Ooh. like in the car, realized we took it. That's the worst. And we had to go. He drove back. He no. pulled the U-turn. No. And we had to go back and apologize to like the clerk who's yeah. who's what fourteen. Yeah. She's oh, like, thank you. He pocketed it. He totally pocketed <laughs> the gum. Was like, sweet, awesome, <laughs> juicy fruit, my favorite. Thanks so much. You guys see this bullet I brought to work? <laughs> <laughs> He's showing it to all of his friends. Whoa, that's so cool. I found it in my dad's underwear drawer. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, awesome? Also, why was I digging around my dad's underwear drawer? Nice. What a weird story. <laughs> there's, just, there's so many layers to this that explains the various degrees to which I'm broken. So, yeah, Sneaking thing into your parents. <laughs> what am I going to find that I can bring to school and Perfect impress my ammunition. friends with? <laughs> Cindy's going to like me so much. What can I find in here? <laughs> Do you know what Fruit of the Loom is? No? I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> I'll have something for I'll you. I'll find something better for you. <laughs> wow, this got really dark again. <laughs> Man. Not in that regard. <laughs> On the impressive scale, Cindy. <laughs> so what did you do? Did you, did you, could you, can you match my oh, mischievous man. story? Uh, so <clears throat> digging through my parents' underwear drawer. Yeah, what did you find? <laughs> <laughs> Two bullets. Oh! Um, <laughs> That's doubly mischievous. <laughs> so I always got in trouble because I was always talking. Always talking. Yeah, always I was joking. Um, always trying to make other kids laugh. Uh, I, I I rested so much of my identity in being the kid that could make people laugh. That was the funny kid in You're class. You're the class clown. Yeah, and I think I, I wore that as a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. And I think I knew that to the point where my teachers would tell me to stop talking. And I knew that threshold of like, I should probably stop. But this is when it gets so funny. This is like... Would you test teachers? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. How old how old are you here? So this is like early middle school. Okay. But it, it never came from a place of like I don't like this teacher. It was more so like, you and I talked about Was it about, about the it. reactions it you're was, getting? Yes, but it also it comes from the place of um Pete Holmes talks about a lot of like when when did you laugh the hardest? And the answer is almost always when you weren't supposed to. So I think as a kid I knew that. I saw this Every time the teachers told us to stop laughing, it was always almost this like tempting invitation. It's the to church laugh laughs. More. It's the church laughs. Yeah. Exactly. It's the church shakes. Yeah. When <laughs> when the pastor's praying and then your youth pastor or your mom or your dad are telling you and your friends to shh, stop, stop. And then, then you're like, why did you tell me to stop? No, I can't. And then, yeah, you're shaking. You're, there's tears streaming down your face. And then there's always one kid who lets out a, <laughs> a bark. <laughs> trying not to laugh that's the worst and then it makes everyone else yeah, laugh yeah. the then, spirit filled bark <laughs> you can't stop right and i think i lived for that mm -hmm. i lived for those moments it's of like, always it's always no no matter the age yeah laughing at you know having those giggles when you shouldn't be laughing it, it affects everyone it was a high that i still to this day try and replicate absolutely in my life. it's just and there's, there's something nothing like it's it. so funny and it's so bonding because it's like we're all in this together yeah yeah anyone the first one to like make two two bark out there you're on your own but like until then we are in this together we all know what's funny yeah i just had that recently i went back home and I, we were sitting in the Christmas Eve service. Mm -hmm. And this is with, it's me, my wife, my parents, my grandmother is with us. And I'm sitting next to her. I can already feel it welling up inside We are me. in, my mother, is, ready. my mother is singing a song during I'm the just service. sharpening a knife right now. <laughs> you just put an executioner's hood on. <laughs> That's me. The intellectual knife just being sharpened. Come on. <laughs> so we're in the front row because my mother is part of this service. So we're just sitting there as a family. Behind us is a family and one of the the girls in this family has down syndrome. Mm. And the, but she is she is there to sing her heart out. It's mm. great. But God the thing is her. it's it's a wonderful thing now when you know that at the time we don't know who's behind us. Oh no. And so we we and we don't want to turn around to just stare at this person. Oh, no. But she is screaming. She's screaming off key. Oh, no. And we're sitting there and it's a point where it's not a song where we're all standing, we're all like sitting and singing the song. And it's not bad. I, I can contain that because I'm like, apparently this person's just like, you know, they're going for it. That's great. My grandmother starts losing it. <laughs> My grandmother, who's in her seventies. <laughs> oh, that's the worst when you're and trying. And I'm like, oh, and, and I can't, and I'm trying to contain it. And my grandmother, who's this pious woman, is just shaking next to me. 
and I can't handle it because she's losing it. And I'm laughing. Grammy, you're the glue. And I can't, I can't do it because that's like the person you, that's the person who should be scolding yeah. me for doing it. And she she's leaves. laughing and I can't, and that, that's the point where I'm like, I'm like, I know this person doesn't know this isn't appropriate at all. And that makes it so much worse. Oh God. It makes it so much worse. I mean, thankfully after the service, we like went and we talked to him and then we had this great interaction. But during that service. I I couldn't. I, our whole family, and then it sh- it passed from my grandmother to me to my wife, and then to my sister, and then the entire pew the, is just vibrating with laughter, just providing energy. And, and for it gets, the whole it gets so bad that you're like you're masking it with coughs, and you're <clears throat> oh, God. Oh, 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 and I'm, I'm just crying. I'm wheezing under my breath. It's it was beautiful and the worst thing at the same time. <laughs> That's the worst. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! It, it, it is. It's those moments. Like yeah, those are the sort of circumstantial things that happen that make you and your friends and family, the people who you're with, you know, you start laughing and then it becomes like you said, in a bond, this bonding experience. Yeah. Trying to explain that because to people. if you're on the outside looking in, you're like, what are those assholes doing? Yeah. Like you know, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> But at the same time, you're just sitting there joyfully yeah. together. It's not really bad. Yeah. It's slightly bad. It's and mischievous. Yeah. And it's that's literally what it is. And the best thing about it is you're not laughing at someone or no. anything in particular. It's no. the situational humor of yeah. it all. Yeah, right, right. Right. Actually, it made me think of another of a, of a church story. It was like close to the end, this really serious, tense moment in the sermon. And the pastor meant to say that we bow before him prostrate <laughs> but he said prostate and then he quickly <laughs> quickly corrected it to uh, uh, prostrate <laughs> and my brother and i we lost it how old were you oh i middle school oh no you know it was like you the just, worst time. you're like just old enough to where there's not like a kid's church for you right and, and also, you don't really know what a prostate is, but you know it has to do know, with something you downstairs. You know it's a word you don't say. You know it's something down there in that region. Like, I had to get up because I was <laughs> I was honking because I was trying to hold the laughs in. And then every time I would try and, like, sneak a breath in, it was like... <laughs> and, of course, everyone's turning. I'm like, I've never made that sound before in my life. I'm so sorry. What's that? Oh, my God. Ushered out, <laughs> but then you can see other people laughing too. <laughs> no, because everyone's heard it. Oh, Everyone heard God. what he said. Oh, they all did. Yeah, they all did. Uh, uh, that's yeah. the thing. Church laughs. <laughs> that's why it makes it so much worse. Because in any other situation, it sounds bad, but because you're in church, yeah, it's this holy, sanctified oh, yeah. space that something doesn't even have to be that it doesn't have to be that bad uh-huh. and it instantly becomes hilarious and taboo and here's the thing about it i was the master of getting my friends to laugh mm-hmm. and being completely stonewall jackson face oh jean claude van damme about it You're so doing splits. they would get in trouble i was doing splits yeah i was doing dances and tank tops you punched a snake i had a twin brother and i <laughs> complained about his silk underwear <laughs> these deep cut reps you, you have a lot of jean claude vd reps. <laughs> i can keep going i was a hard target i was a homeless guy being hunted because i was the greatest greatest hunt ever uh <laughs> the greatest hunt that was the first title the greatest hunt ever no that can't be it a, a majestic jaunt with my gun a single bullet found in my father's underwear drawer there it is there it nailed it, it. Done. <laughs> turns out it's us we're the greatest we're the greatest uh, enemy but yeah i i i was the master at getting my friends we always made the mistake of sitting together yeah, and so Same. I could always do things and repeat things that the teacher would say or that someone would say in the class, just under my breath enough to where just the people around me could hear it, but then like continue doing what I was doing. Yeah, and for the most part, I could get away with it, and they would always get into trouble. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, I would make enough people around me laugh that it would start to make me laugh, and then I would lose it. <laughs> and like I think as far as like 
mischief goes, that was pretty much the extent. It was just like, how can I throw you under the proverbial bus and get you in trouble? Right. Like, because that was always it. It's it's the cleanest crime. Oh. Because you are the one who's in like the right. Ninja. You're just it's You're just an assassin. It's a mischievous ninja. <laughs> It's the humor ninja. You inject them with laughter. <laughs> I was a la- laughassin. No, that's not it. What? I was <laughs> half la half lassen. Lass. I was lassie. Let's abandon I this. I was throwing what? kids into wells <laughs> and telling adults. What, what version of lassie did you watch? <laughs> I was a dragon. <laughs> You're the lassie anti-hero. <laughs> it's a dog that drags kids into wells. Just assy. <laughs> lassie versus assy. <laughs> What is it, Assy? Nothing. Just smoking a cigarette by the well. Just a dog, a collie, just sitting back in a rocking chair, <laughs> smoking a, t- a cigarette. <laughs> one of the one of his arms is like is shaved, so you can see the tattoo. <laughs> just the Ed Hardy tattoo down his left leg. Yeah, Jimmy's dead in the well. <laughs> no, he he was there when I got here. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Looked like he took a tumble. Hey. Um, I so, don't know. There, there were other times, I, I, just classic kid stuff. We, we lived in a time where we were allowed to be out and about on our bikes or just exploring our neighborhood. And we came home. We talked about it a lot on the podcast. You come home when the streetlights come on. Right. And that's that was commonplace. Nowadays, I, I feel like that's not, it's not. <laughs> what do you mean? The the idea of letting my kids wander around the neighborhood. Oh, oh, right now, kids now, not like as adults. You're right. saying, okay, right. So I'm not. I, wait. Oh God, the streetlights. <laughs> They've been, been out for hours. I need to go home, Jordan. <laughs> my parents would be so coarse with me tonight. <laughs> I need to bow before them prostrate. <laughs> oh, no. I need to prostate my father. <laughs> now you you sound like uh, you were that mischievous kid in your friend group. Where, was that your persona? Was that an identity? So that for you... the most for the most part, no. Like if it was okay. things that I like actively had to 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 do to to seek out mischief. For the most part, I was the I don't know, guys. I don't know about this. <laughs> but there were definitely times. I remember there was a time when it was me and and a few friends. We were walking, biking around the neighborhood. It was summertime because. Mm-hmm. It's of course, right. There was a house that was, it was like for sale or something like that. And the back door was open. This is some classic horror movie stuff. Was it like old abandoned? It wasn't old and abandoned, but it was just a house that was for sale. And for some reason, word had gotten out that the back door to this thing was open. You had to jump the fence because of course, of course you had to jump the fence. Sure. I, I, I bet the fence was open. But you still had to jump the fence. You had to jump it. You yeah. you were you were three feet away from the open gate. You had to jump it. But you and jumped so it. We would jump the fence. And I remember I was the one that was like antagonizing my friends. Like, no, come on, let's go, let's go in. And I think there was like this this like weird sort of word around the neighborhood that like so and so had gone in and like explored and came back out. <laughs> And it was an empty house. Like there was nothing right. in there. It wasn't like like someone died and then all his his or her stuff was. No, it was an open house. Like, there is something interesting about when when you get to that age when you realize rules are there. Like this is one of those things you don't go into that house. But also, if you're aware enough to realize nothing's going to happen, yeah, no one's going to care. But there for some reason there's some weight to this. Oh yeah, and so it's like guys, nothing's gonna happen, right? Right, and like, I, I, as much as I tried to convince my friends of that, yeah, I was still terrified. But I also wanted to be what, like, do you remember what you were scared of? I was scared that my parents were going to find out that I snuck into a house I wasn't supposed to be into. How old were like, you? Again, elementary, middle school, like okay. that, that okay. age, okay. Like, and yeah. it had to have been like <clears throat> fifth, sixth, seventh grade, like that age where you're old enough to kind of really screw things up royally, <laughs> but right. still young enough to where you don't get into a whole lot of trouble, and. So I remember going into this house and like ultimately nothing happened. Like we we wandered around and uh, this was in Ohio. So there were basements. So we went to the basement, which was terrifying. We went upstairs. Nothing was there. We looked in the closets. We scared the crap out of each other. We would run away from one of the kids like, hey, let's, let's kick Johnny into this closet and run away. Again, this was is like set, horror movie was stuff. night? No, it's the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle of the day. But it was still like the idea of being somewhere where you're not supposed to. Right, right. Fortunately, those were the mischievous things that I got into. And it's as it's a kid. funny how those things change. That that limit 
you know lengthens that boundary becomes so much wider as as you get older i remember right. there was a, this just reminded me because you said that i think i was in middle school and there was a a little park in our town and there's like a creek that ran through it and then it went to this tunnel that was underneath these railroad tracks but it was this really long tunnel and it was like uh, water going through it so Jared you could O'Connell's there. <laughs> you could only go through if like the water was like really low and um so we went through and i'd never gone through before i'd grown up in this town okay small town and but it was it was a middle school we never actually gone through i don't know why there's there's some mental boundary there was like you just don't we don't know what's over there and so it's probably some summer we go through and now looking back it's like yeah i know the geography of this town yeah. it connects to a cemetery already great and so but it just borders it it's it, it's the the river the little creek borders the outside of the cemetery so we get through and we're like oh my gosh there's like all these graves and stuff and so we just we follow the water so we're not in the cemetery and then there's just this open field and this abandoned house in the middle of it what two-story like victorian style house what nothing there caution tape on the deck no i'm not kidding oh and so we go up no. And because we, now we're in middle school, oh, we're no. we're 13. And so we don't have boundaries. And oh, so we walk no. in and we, we go up to the top and we're like, we should we should go find it out. We're like, oh, no, no, no. We shouldn't do that. We, we, we shouldn't do that. We, you won't do it. You won't do it. Oh, I'll do it. So, I mean, it was you, a redheaded kid, <laughs> a chubbier kid, one black kid. I was the chubbier kid, remember? <laughs> oh, We've been through this. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't know, guys. know, guys. I just trucked through the creation. I just, <laughs> I don't know, guys. I just feel like we should go back. We go back. This place doesn't look too structurally sound. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we 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 ducked under the caution tape. It's a condemned building. Okay. Gosh. I don't actually have many memories of that. I don't, nothing bad happened, but we went in and kind of like explored the first floor. But it was always the idea of just pushing those boundaries. Who's going to wimp out first? Oh. That's why are boys the worst? <laughs> We're always just daring each other until one of us dies yeah. or the or someone chickens uh, out it's one or the other it's every 90s movie ever it seriously <laughs> is but that's the that's the idea of being mischievous it's just daring it's it's playing chicken at every opportunity oh my gosh that's yeah so for the most part we were good boys well Except the murder mansion that you and your friends <laughs> snuck into. <laughs> and then we killed a man. Yeah. No, yeah. We, there was a point um, in high school where I had to run from the police. <gasps> and you were in track. <laughs> I was. <laughs> it makes so much sense. It was so no. minor. But it also, it also displays just how much of a good boy I was. Because. It's a good boy, Bron. There, there was a guy. It was also kind of in our group of friends, so it was a playful prank, but he was at an, another one of our friends' house. He's a serial killer. We knew he were there. He's killed so many people. Um, we knew he was there, and a group of our friends went over, and we're like, we're going to vandalize the hell out of his car. <gasps> Just his car. Just, Just his, his car. car. He drove a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and we were going to ruin it. Okay? We decided. And so <laughs> he was in there. We poured acid on it. <laughs> <laughs> we took it the impound lot. <laughs> Crowbars. It was great. Hot wired it. It was awesome. <laughs> um, we, we, you know, the shaving cream, the toilet paper. We got, like, di various different condiments from our, and we just, just oh, doused the no. thing. And but I remember we were probably three quarters of the way through and a cop car just in our neighborhood just wheels around. Because, of course, because why wouldn't it? Because the, the condiment radar on his dashboard lit up. <laughs> he was like, we got a mayonnaise situation. Gray Poupon <laughs> on Corbett Drive. They do, in fact, have Gray Poupon. <clears throat> Investigating now. <laughs> Over. And uh, and he came around, and of course, me being the smart person, just booked it through the subdivision, just like in yards. It's at night. It's at oh, night. There's, and it's a small town cop. I realize he's not coming after me. Yeah, he's not coming after me. And so I just book it. I literally sprint for like three blocks, totally in the clear. And I'm in high school at this point, so I have a cell phone. Okay, and I'm walking around. You know, I'm I'm across the neighborhood, and I get a text. 
this is probably 10, 15 minutes. And I'm just like walking along streets now because I'm by, I'm by myself. Everyone's scattered. Oh, no. Okay. Everyone being the four people run, I was with. Rabbit, run, rabbit. So apparently not everyone ran. Oh. And everyone, some people were, were even gooder boys than I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I got a text from the friend who, not only who we were vandalizing, but the friend who he was like hanging out with. Saying basically, you have to come back to her house. The police are here, oh. and my friends ratted me out. Okay, they told me where we to go. We were all back. walking by as a group, and we saw that one Jordan kid <laughs> hanging out by himself. Oh, <laughs> uh, so basically, I was friends with the wrong people. Okay, <laughs> they're all dead now. You know that cemetery I talked about? <laughs> That's what they lie to this day. You can go through that little sewer uh, and walk through when the water's nice and low. I actually don't know if my parents even knew about that. It, to this day, they don't know. I think I think we just Wait, had, so did you go back? Um I, I remember having you to You moved to Virginia. To, I, I moved I went to grad school <laughs> and to this day I just cut them out of my life. <laughs> they're still they're still waiting on that porch for you to return. <laughs> Where the hell is that guy? No, we had to go back, we had to clean his car. Uh, but that was it. Okay. And it wasn't even there was no charges, there was no nothing. Because we lived in like Mayberry. That was literally the town I lived in. I remember I got stopped. The same cop. The same cop stopped. Oh, he's still me. There. He's still I'm I'm certain he is. <laughs> I don't know his name, but he stopped me like a year later because I gradually increased the speed of my vehicle mm. as to beat mm. a red light because I was right. late to work at right. the small town pizza shop uh-huh. that I was a, a server. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh he stopped me and he he just instead he didn't turn on his siren. He was sitting on the opposite side of the intersection and he just pointed at the parking lot. <laughs> Out his window, just pointed, and I pulled in. <laughs> I was Babe late. Roofed you into he the... he literally he told me where where I was gonna go, and I went there. And he pulled in, and he literally just said, "You work at that pizza shop downtown, right? Downtown being the one street." <laughs> and I said, "Yes, sir." And he goes, "All right, you know you you can't just speed up to go through lights, right?" I said, "Yes, sir." And he goes, "All right." You put you put some extra peppers on my pizza next time I'm down there. We'll call it square. I said, "Yes, sir." He goes, "All right, you have a nice day, son." And then I went to work and I sir, put extra peppers stealing. on. That's stealing, sir. You are an officer of the law. This is extortion. These peppers cost money. Hardworking individuals paid for these peppers, and you just want me to put extra ones on your pizza pie? What is what is the law enforcement in this country come to? <laughs> just bribery. Just paying off small town cops with peppers. <laughs> with extra peppers. He could have asked for anything. What I would have given thief. it to him. He's like, thief. listen, next time I'm down there, you you take everything out of that register. And I'd be like, yes, sir, I'll and do you that. Put it for on you, my sir. pizza. <laughs> you, just sprinkle those Benjis on my pizza. Man, I, I feel like I could talk a lot more about the mischievous things that I got into as a kid. But you put out a little Twitter poll today. I did do that. So this week, I mean, it's it's a pretty standard question. You can probably guess what it is. We asked, how mischievous were you as a kid? I keep wanting to read it as mischievous. I feel like it's both. It's one is of those. It? It's, it's mischievous. It's mischievous. I've heard both. Okay. I mean, there's no I after the V. Yeah. So it's just one of those pronunciations. I mean, we things. could go into this and really delve so into which is true. <laughs> uh, but we don't have that kind of initiative. We are two very lazy people. Uh, so we're not going to do that. We're just going to say, how much were you as a kid? <laughs> so we had four options here. First of all, we have snuck snacks into the movie theater. Ooh. Who doesn't do it? miscreants yeah i mean who who's who's not bringing a full course meal into that meal with them okay as a kid were (laughs) your was your mom or your dad were they like the jordan Jordan, here pass pass this down to your sister were they (laughs) were they the snack sneakers my parents actually bought concessions if i remember correctly my mom was not to brag or anything but (laughs) because we used money the money that we had did your parents have money did you guys have money we had money, so. <laughs> My mom would sneak so much crap. If you saw me as a 10-year-old, you're like, yeah, that kid gets <laughs> extra butter on his popcorn. <laughs> Bring their Absolutely. 
Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, 41% of voters said they snuck snacks in the movie theater. I do all the time. I rarely don't. Okay, so I don't sneak snacks into movie theaters. What? I will sneak alcohol into movie theaters. Oh, that's true. I do a that too. lot of alcohol. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I, I found that one of the metal canteens that I own fits a whole bottle of wine. And that's an amazing and beautiful coincidence. Wow. It fits it fits perfect. Like to the top, and I can screw in the little like That's top like a divine it, discovery. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. And it has a stormtrooper on the on the side. Even better. <laughs> Even better. How are you gonna miss all those Jedi running around <laughs> if you're not drinking that entire thing? All right. And the next one, actually, uh second and third place, I guess they tied mm. for second. Uh we had first of all was stole a piece of gum once. Ooh. Which fun fact, I was as I said before. I did steal a piece of gum once, yep. but I didn't vote for that because I voted for the next one, which was Egg the Principal's House. Wow. Wow. I voted for number two. Did, I stole, you stole a piece of gum I once? stole a pack of gum. Did yep. you ever vandalize someone's home? Uh, no. Never vandalized you a didn't, home. You didn't throw a, a little uh, spool of toilet paper over a tree or a house or a sunroom from no, time to time? I do remember going to a home once the deed was done and laughing at the house. <laughs> I pointed and laughed. Yeah, and then we left. We really? went to Denny's because it was the only thing that was open. You've never, you've never TP'd a single house? No. That is a shame. Well, we're going to change that tonight. Let's get tacos, episode. and then we're, we're, gonna, gonna, we're going to Taco Bell. Whose house should and we then we're, You know, we'll figure that <laughs> I'll out. I'll find my principal, and uh, we'll look him up. We'll Let's take a find him road out. Trip. Let's go through that phone book. <laughs> Do they still make phone books? It sure. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the last There's one. iPads at the end of your driveway. <laughs> those two options were both at 29%. And then uh, the last option, actually, no one voted for. We, we wanted to go with the persona of mm. mischievousness. Yeah. Of mischievery, and that was friend George Weasley. We now I wondered if we should have gone with Dennis the Menace. That was a more classic choice. We figure Fred and George were more modern. Our demo knows who Fred and George are. I figured they would. However, no one voted for them. them. So either they don't know or they just weren't to that level yet. Yeah. Get on their level. Those two are just on a, I guess that one person is just on a pedestal. They opened a freaking shop. Based around the idea of mischief, they literally they as their lively. They set their their mic drop was setting off fireworks during the biggest <sighs> exams of these kids' lives, and then just dropping out of school yeah. to open a joke shop. I mean, that is the epitome <laughs> of mischievousness. Those guys, the best. heroes, heroes. Um, but yeah, I, I picked Egged Principal's house. I, I TP'd a couple houses, as I said. I uh, vandalized a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Um, I did that. I, I will. I will own that. Um, but that was about it. It was. It was all in good fun, right? Yeah. It I was. Mean, it has to be. No one got hurt. No one was humiliated. Except that one time. Except that one time. But we won't talk about that. No, that's that's a story I for told another you. episode. <laughs> that's right. I told you we wouldn't talk about. So that's a good segue into nowadays, as grown adults, as grown men and women. There's no women in the room right now. Just as grown men. Collectively. (laughs) Right. We as a human race, as a species, mischief as adults, I feel like manifests itself a little differently because we have this inner connectivity that you and I did not have when we were kids. And of course, I'm talking about the internet right the internet has brought forth yeah a lot of amazingness and and just the cool things that you and i show each other on the internet every single day you could scroll through mine and jordan's text message history actually we did it tonight trying to find a picture of something and we're just giggling as we're scrolling through it trying to find something because of school girls because the amount of amazing that exists on the internet is incredible but the light cannot exist out the dark <laughs> well that's what mischief is yeah it's that it's the teetering between that yep. light that You're line, line. of what's line. appropriate and what's not it's 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 toying with that that boundary unfortunately there is a good amount of mischief that exists on the internet that doesn't harm anyone sure like it doesn't yeah it it, it does kind of push the boundaries a little bit and- it's it's the wholesome prank it's the thing that you know maybe a cop will point at the parking lot 
to tell you to put more peppers on his pizza, right. but you're not going to get a ticket over it. Right. Or it's, it's Google announcing on April 1st that they are launching the first ever pet translate. Oh, gosh. And Don't even let's not get an April Fool's. That just makes me mad. <laughs> but that's the thing is it's things like that that rides that line of mischief. It's that what who who did the uh, the prank? About Justin Bieber, they did a Justin Bieber impersonator eating a burrito. It was Yes Theory. Yes, yes Theory. Yes That's right. Uh, for those of you who don't know, is a YouTube channel. They're, they're fantastic. They 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 do things that the they constantly seek out discomfort as a as a way to show that there is more good in the world than bad. And one of the things they did was they played a prank on the internet where they found a Justin Bieber impersonator, and they were going through this list of things thinking what is going to infuriate people and the top one they came up with was Justin Bieber eating a burrito the wrong way so for those people who are human people you know you hold a burrito uh, in your I, I'm, I'm minding it like you can see it you guys know how to eat a you hold a burrito like this and you <laughs> eat it like this obviously <laughs> You hold the burrito like you're holding a microphone. There you go. Yeah. And then you act like you're eating you the, eat microphone. the microphone. Right. Uh, he did not hold it that way. He ate it from the side. He and, like he was eating a baby. Like, and, he, like if you were to eat a... Imagine trying to eat a baby. Yeah. And... If someone handed you a baby and you were holding it for the first time And they ever, were like... And then you took a bite it. out of it. Eat it. Yeah. And then that's what that... That's what it looks like. But it, it didn't harm anyone, but it... it this story went like mega viral. I don't like that I used eating a baby as a metaphor. <laughs> um, it's uh, but forever on the internet. However, it definitely works because if someone said that to me, yeah. I would know exactly what oh, they yeah. meant. No, it was perfect. Okay, thank you. It was perfect. Thank you for for uh, confirming <laughs> this. But yeah, the uh, the amount of um, mischievousness that exists on the internet, I, I like when it's a little bit playful. I like when the mischief that exists doesn't harm anyone but it does kind of dance on that line i like, like it, it if it makes you uncomfortable yeah yeah it and, makes you take note and i think that's what you and i have in common is there are things that you and i can find funny where we we know like ah, maybe shouldn't have done it but you know what i get it <laughs> and i funny. liked it it's yeah. funny it's funny and then there's also things where you both look at and think like whoa that's uh well over the line <laughs> Well over. Yeah, no. Like anything that involves public humiliation of someone, I'm not a fan right. of. Anything yeah. that like ruins a, a genuine experience for someone, like yeah. like spoiling Endgame for somebody. Oh, like that one part went redacted. <laughs> uh, yeah, self-deprecation, go for it. Yes, go absolutely. For it. The best. <clears throat> We're all about self-deprecation. Can't get enough. I'm the worst person. <laughs> I just talked about eating a baby. I'm a terrible human being. I'll be the first person to say it. <laughs> but I think with with this sort of advent of interconnectivity that we have today, yeah, it's great that I can keep up with Gam Gam and know the things that she's doing. I can get her all of her fun text messages in the days the day that she discovered emojis oh you know those kinds oh, god of forbid Th that day when grandparents discover emojis is a special and terrifying my father day. only communicates via emojis my grandmother the one who who had the church giggles right <laughs> yeah. she loves emojis and the best part is she uses them accurately Whoa. and she uses so many and it, it makes my wife and i so happy uh. just because she 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 i mean fills text messages and it's so great. She's like a, she's like a twelve year old girl. I like to think that it's she like all sends over you a text and then like the appropriate emoji. She scrolls through just like we all do, thinking like I know there's a wizard emoji. So oh there he is. Click. I know that there's a storm emoji. Okay, perfect. There it is. Why is there not a search function on the? Oh there. Okay, great. It's and not. Then, e I mean, it's not even like the specific finding. You know that that exact character or that you know the 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 wizard, the teacher, the. Buckingham Palace guard like it's not it's not about it's about like she uses the right cringe smile face she uses the right I like, like to think that she sends it and then hits send and sets her phone down and then dabs <laughs> she, Damn, Gam. god the idea that my grandmother knows what a dab is is both so impressive and the worst thing I can imagine she just Fortnite dances on the other side <laughs> a Carlton dance she's just flossing See how relevant we are, kids? <laughs> Children, subscribe to us, please. Oh, no. Oh, man. But the internet has brought forth, yes, this internet connectivity, and yes, these, these semi-miscreants who ride that sort of line of mischievousness. And there, there is. There's the dark side of the trolls of Well, it's this internet. added layer of anonymity. The anonymity really brings forth 
the the sort of hostile nature of what can be the internet, which we try not to to dwell in too much. It's it's the lighter side of that, right? So like imagine like dance imagine that. you and I both went into a, an abandoned house when we were little kids, little children, little right? Kids. Yes, little kids. Here we are. My we mom's little, gonna kill me. We were wee little children, and we walked <laughs> in these abandoned houses, and uh, and. But imagine if you got caught, you knew that, you know how uh, in, in Watch Dogs, the video game, yeah. when you're using a camera and you put it on your own face, it's like blurred, uh-huh. it's censored. Imagine if the police came up and your face was censored. Oof. That's what the internet's like. Yeah. You were t- completely anonymous to what you do. And so how many more things would you do if, if a camera, if a person just looked at you and your face was blurred out? It's like if you were pouring condiments all over a friend's Jeep. Imagine and then at the first sign of a police car, you were the fastest of your I friends. I wish that was the common analogy. That okay, imagine you know, like when you're, you're in a when, small town in Kentucky. You know when you're taking a, a honey bear full of honey and you're you're, you're drizzling it all on a 2004 Jeep Grand Cherokee. You know when you have the Kroger brand of horseradish and you're standing on top of that forest green. Jeep Cherokee that your friend paid for himself. No, not the organic horseradish you get from Whole Foods. I'm talking the what the Kroger brand <laughs> horseradish. You know when you buy Old Bay? <laughs> <laughs> you go to Strange Spices. <laughs> you know when you're sprinkling bay leaves on top of a of a Jeep Grand Cherokee? You know when you've minced your own garlic before? <laughs> just, before it just a becomes brick. a cooking show. <laughs> you know when you and Emerald uh, are basting a turkey? You guys know. You know when you're creating a proper lobster bisque. <laughs> I like that you went with the appropriate, the appropriate accent. Lobster bisque inside of a, a '96 Toyota Corolla. You make it a nice clam chowder, a red or a white, preferably a red. What do you get? A cinnamon raisin bagel. Okay, you got to toast it appropriately, and you put the locks right on top of a cinnamon raisin bagel. What am I crazy? Oh, locks bagels on a cinnamon raisin. Get out of here. Sorry, sorry. That's I didn't mean to go there. It just it just happened. Shut it down. We're done here. <laughs> Unforgivable. Unforgivable. <laughs> This takes us uh, quite brilliantly and so effortlessly into news time. It's like we're not even trying. It's like we've done this before. What a perfect segue. Multiple times. Even though I don't even know what this article is about because <laughs> you found it. I found it. All right. So we're talking about mischief and right in line with mischief are pranks. Pranks oh. are oh. a perfect sort of mischief, especially when it's the kind of thing that we talked about earlier. It doesn't doesn't hurt anyone. Good pranks. Everyone can laugh about it afterwards. Uh, well, in this case, maybe not everyone. You've probably read this, and some of you listening have probably read this article before as well, but I thought it was fitting. The, re- the headline reads, Someone calculated how much money Jim from The Office spent pranking Dwight. And it's crazy. Oh my gosh! Okay. Have you read this? Uh, no. Okay. I, feel like I maybe have heard of this, but I don't think I have. I have no idea what the figure is. <laughs> so before we so uh, before we jump into it, you've seen The Office in its entirety. I have multiple, multiple times. times. Right. Uh, one of my favorite Onion articles is the uh, the different tiers of Netflix, and uh, you have your general whatever, and then one of the tiers is. It's just The Office. <laughs> you just pay to watch The Office. Which sometimes, like, come on. It's what it feels like sometimes. It's true. That's all there is. And then the, one of the tears was, you actually can't watch anything. You just scroll through and see what the library Perfect. is. Perfect. Sometimes yeah. it's that kind of night, too. Exactly. The, off, the, the Onion it just hits it on the nose every single time. Um, but before I, before I, I read the, the value that this, um, this person found, what, uh, which pranks of, of Jim's? are your favorite or favorites that you can recall? Um, the one that immediately comes to mind is when he comes in and impersonates Dwight. And oh. he literally, it's the Bears Beats Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Identity theft is all a joke. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the perfect little intro. Uh-huh. Oh, the cold opens in this show are, are so second good. to none. Second so good. to none. One of my favorites is the, the spool of wire where he goes... And he finds this spool of what this discounted wire, 
and Dwight drops a pen and finds this wire. He says, what is this? And he finds it and he starts trailing it along and you see him in the background and he ends up on the telephone pole Mm -hmm. in the background. So we digress just a hair, but it's a... um, it's a relevant digression. So according to this article, which is on a buzz on a BuzzFeed page. Of course it is. It's a, yeah. Uh, we've all we've all been there. We've all been down those buzzfeed holes. <laughs> um, no judgment. The uh, the end of this article reads considering all of that, which was the list of articles uh, and, and pranks that Jim had pulled on Dwight. It reads, it's likely that the true cost of Jim's pranks over nine seasons is at least $7,000 to $10,000 and potentially even higher. So considering all of the stuff that he did to Dwight, a $10,000 price tag, maybe even more, that's a lot to spend on pranking one person. I feel like that is not a conservative estimate. I haven't looked at this article that you're reading. I, I don't know if those if those figures are... I don't know what those look like, but I am a little... I find those questionable. Really? Over $1,000 a year or a season? So what's what's interesting is I pulled up another... There's a lot of pranks, but you got to also think about a lot of these include office supplies that are already in the office. Yeah. So, I mean, are you including the cost of those? Are you including the personal financial obligation to purchase these you're pulling this up on the screen so i can see it next to us so what's interesting is i pulled up another article and where someone actually went through and it was from reddit so you know that some nerd somewhere did the math did the math and (laughs) the the paragraph reads quote all in all uh this redditor believes that a conservative calculation of pranking costs Sets the grand total at $5,590.95. Literally half of what the BuzzFeed article says. But then it says, but the ever-pessimistic BuzzFeed believes that this figure doesn't take into consideration potential collateral incurred. See, that's another thing. What's the result of the prank? You're not talking about the upfront cost of the prank. So the, the article that we read beforehand states much more than the the aforementioned five thousand five hundred and ninety dollars. So basically we're guessing somewhere between five to ten grand. Or more. Or more on pranking. On mischief. (laughs) (laughs) So uh I think the moral of this story is that uh if you haven't watched The Office, go watch it. Mo money, mo pranking. That's a (laughs) worth that's what we're saying. talked about a lot of things we've talked about pranks we've talked about church giggles we've talked about all the things that are wrong but feel so right i mean not all the things but i mean i mean i mean you know what i mean all okay of them, literally all of them. that's it that's all of them. i feel like that's what mischief is it's the thing that bonds people together even though it's just slightly wrong it's the sl- it's the little slant yeah that you know right over the line yeah. That's yep. not, it's not too bad. Ever so. But damn it, it feels so fun. Mm-hmm. Right? And it has to be. It has to play in that space. It can right. never come out of a pa- out of a place of, of vitriol. Right, of, of anger. Yeah. It's right. always a, I wonder if I can make my friends laugh. I wonder if I can, if I can get a rise If I can get someone. them in trouble. Not like in trouble, like, I wonder if I can get my friend to go to prison. But it's be a life <laughs> sentence. <laughs> what if I can get a life sentence dropped on this fool that I've known since kindergarten? No, but it's like, I wonder if I can get my friend's parents to yell at them. Right. Or to tell them to come inside. Yep. Or I wonder if I can get the teacher to yell at my buddy. Mm-hmm. It's yep. always one of those. It's that. It's just dancing on the line for a second. Yep. Just and a then, bit. And then you're back. You're back. Just a bit. I'm back. I'm back. We're good. I'm back. And we're back. <laughs> so, this makes an interesting concept about where when was mischief better yeah was it better when we were younger kids when we had the opportunity mm-hmm. because we're looking at our friends who together we had to face these authority figures we had so much more opportunity <laughs> to get in trouble for things yep. or is it better as adults when we have access to the entire world via the internet it's true and it's i don't true. know what the answer is yet Ooh, but because, you're about to but i'm about to because <laughs> 
you this week have to come up. You have to give the verdict first about whether mischief was better as a kid or is it better as an adult. All right. So here we go. Um, For those of you who know me personally, which might be some of you, might not be any of you. That's okay. You may not know that I love Adobe Photoshop. It's one of my favorite things. It's a vice, honestly, for you. It's one of my favorite things that exists (laughs) in the world. Uh, A, because it puts food on my family's plates. It puts a roof over my family's head. Like I've I've used Photoshop for the better part of two decades as as a way to build my career up. But also on the flip side of that, uh, I've gotten extremely fast with Photoshop, and I've been I've been able to in my adult life uh, cause my fair amount of mischief with Photoshop in photoshopping people photoshopping people's faces into situations that they normally wouldn't be in, into uh, illustrations where they don't belong, all that stuff. The stuff that uh, where people kind of giggle at for a second, then boom, I can make it a reality just like that. And so I I won't name any of the occasions where that has has actually come to fruition, but I I feel like I'm quick enough that I can get these things out there and push these things into reality. And even with that technology and the interconnectivity of the way that these things exist nowadays, that space of being 14 and my teacher telling me and my three, four friends to shut up so she can teach the math lesson, pushing me further into that space of, well, now I have to make them laugh. Now I have to see if I can get them into trouble. Now I have to venture into this, this place where I'm not allowed to be to, to, get, to, get, to elicit a reaction out of the surrounding people or in, in my classroom. Like that headspace has pushed me into the person that I am today so much so that I'm going to have to say that mischief as a kid was so much better it was so much better as it is than it is now as an adult despite how much fun I have delving into that mischievous space as a grown up okay there were multiple times during your explanation uh-huh. that I wanted to interject, mm. but I felt like I needed that time to reflect on what you were saying Okay, because I think you changed my mind. Oh, so wow. When it comes to mischief... What was your... Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll oh, go I'm all ready. down that road. Mouth okay? closed, key thrown away. Let's go. When it comes to mischief, I think there is definitely something to be said about being able to test those boundaries of authority figures. Now, when you're a kid, like I said before, those authority figures are abundant. There's teachers, there's parents, there's friends' parents where you're spending time. There's there's literally any adult that's in the vicinity is setting those guidelines of what's acceptable and what's not. But as an adult, those those people, all that goes out the window because you're an adult. You can set your own rules as long as you're not breaking any laws. Anything is acceptable, even whether you're on the internet and anonymous or whether you have your name plastered on something. You might get some some hate from someone online, but you know what? It doesn't really affect you unless you let it. Now, literally, I spend, I spend frankly, too much time mm. making jokes. And I, I 100% believe that the best jokes are things where you don't show, even if it's something that makes you so mad, you are not, you don't show your hand. You don't, you don't write, you don't jump on Twitter and just write how much you hate this Mm-mm. and how this makes you mad, but you, you spin it in a way. Side door. You spin it in a way that everyone realizes whether you, whether it's you, you take that thing that makes you mad and you push it so far that it feels ridiculous mm. or you, you, you spin it in a way that makes it seem so petty and small. But all of those things makes the, the original content, whoever said it, feel so small and stupid. <laughs> and it's the most mischievous thing I can think about uh-huh. because you're using your own intellect uh-huh. to just ruin somebody. <laughs> and honestly, 
that's my favorite thing in the world. As an adult, I, I realize there's there's so much more leeway. You know, I, I'm doing these things that I realize is making someone mad. I'm making fun of someone. <laughs> I'm taking someone and I'm pointing a finger in, at, at, in their face and saying how stupid they are. And yet, at the same time, I realize it's a valid argument. Mm. There, there's there's people behind me. There's no one to say like, no, that's not that's wrong. But at the same time, if you can do it the right way, right. people can say that's a valid argument too. But you can make someone feel so stupid, mm. so dumb. <laughs> and that's my favorite thing. Rather than just pouring Grey Poupon on a 2004 Jeep Grand Cherokee. So because of that, I think mischief as an adult is better so i i instantly i was gonna go as a kid because i have so many more experiences right but i think with the way we defined it i think mm-hmm. mischief as an adult it just had there's so much more to it and there's so much more depth rather than simple just like i'm gonna do something bad i'm gonna walk in this abandoned house i'm gonna i'm gonna pour uh i'm gonna pour mayonnaise on this on his leather seats yeah that's so simple it's so easy Mischief for Jordan Stratton is better as an adult because you have the capacity in which to execute it so much more efficiently. Yes. Love it. I love it. And <laughs> it's you know weaponized. What? You know what? We would have gotten away with it <laughs> if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it. I will too.